Hey, you're on air with Ella. And right now, this is Ella, late 2022. But we're about to go back in time with an episode that I am dying to reshare with you. But I really wanted to tell you why. So before we jump in a little bit of a backstory, I have alluded to an injury that I've had. I've alluded to my arm not really functioning. If you follow me on Instagram, then you've seen some behind the scenes photos of me doing, you know, weird stuff to try and get my arm working again. But I don't love talking about, okay. I don't love talking about sickness or illness or injury. I don't love giving it energy. And I know that sounds a little woo, but I just don't like putting my energy into it. I don't like creating a dialogue around it. I just don't want to give it energy. I'm like, why don't I just ignore it and see if it goes away? Or alternatively, be peaceful about it, let it be and try and get through it, but not make it like my favorite thing to talk about. I'm breaking that rule. So my right arm, I'm right-handed, so my dominant arm has not functioned effectively since July 2nd. And no, there was no big discrete event that happened, but it just started stop functioning. <laughs> it began a fairly rapid decline. And I remember the date well, because it was a holiday weekend here in the US. And I all of a sudden, by July 3rd, could not move my arm. And I was like, okay, it's a holiday weekend, can't move my arm. I mean, can't move my right arm. <laughs> and if somebody touched it, even brushed up against it, it was like level 10 out of 10 pain. So I thought, well, that's not normal. And I called a practitioner and he agreed to see me over the holiday weekend. And he is a chiropractor by trade, but he has all of these other like soft tissue healing modalities and tools and methodologies. And I've worked with him for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he's lovely. And how great was he that he opened up to see me over a holiday weekend? Very nice, because I got a little bit of functionality back. Now, long story short, it got worse and worse and worse and more and more painful after some time, like it got better. And then it got worse and worse and worse. Okay, I am talking to you in November. <laughs> okay, <laughs> It doesn't work. It does not work. So I am at the point where I was like, I don't want to see a doctor about this. I don't want to take Advil. To now I'm like, I will put the tears from a unicorn and lizard tongue and one hair off of a toad's back on it and sing to it if that would make it better. Like I am, I I will just do anything if I think it will help and or help me regain functionality. So why am I telling you this? Is it because I want to talk about it? No, it's because I remembered a long time ago. I mean, years ago, a friend of mine, Dr. Jason Pikin, did a show with me on kinesiology. And I just remembered that word, even though I didn't really remember what it meant. Okay, I need to listen to my own show more. And I looked that up and I found a kinesiologist here in the market that I live in. Okay, Dr. Pikin is in New York and I live in DC. And so I found someone here just remembering that conversation with him about muscle testing and about healing from inflammation, etc, etc, etc. So I just had my second appointment with the kinesiologist here. And I'm going back a couple of more times because I'm trying to do this very intensely to see if I can get range of motion back and at least to decrease the pain. You guys... <laughs> I have no idea what she is doing to me, but it's helping. I have absolutely no idea how this works. I don't even know what she's doing when she does it, but it is helping. And I was so fascinated. I am so fascinated by this that I wanted to share the episode with Dr. Jason Pikin with you on what kinesiology 
is, because you'll hear in this episode, I had absolutely no idea what he was talking about. And even after he explained it, I was like, yeah, I still don't understand. So (laughs) this is a very level setting conversation that you're about to hear. I just wanted to share this with you and one other thing that I've done, because in the past four days, I've seen so many changes. So let me finish up on the kinesiology thing first. So this woman, she is like, she is touching, like pressing into acupuncture points, but not with needles, with her fingers. But she is using Eastern and Western medicine to help me get back a range of motion and to help me reduce the pain and it's working. And again, I don't know what she's doing. Sometimes she's like talking under her breath and I hear her say words. (laughs) You know, she's like, okay, spleen, spleen, spleen. Okay, midbrain. Oh, amygdala. You know, and I'm like, wait, what? What's wrong with my amygdala? And she I don't interrupt her. She is doing her thing. And I have already increased my range of motion through what she's done in two sessions. I've increased my range of motion by 20 degrees in one direction, and then by like 10 to 15 degrees in two other directions. And this is someone whose arm's been freezing and stuck to her side for many, many months now. So that's huge for me. That's very huge progress. And she's also helped me with the pain. However, I did something extremely powerful that I didn't know that I could do that helped the pain decrease enormously. And I want to share that with you before we jump into this episode on kinesiology. You have heard me talk about Kate Tolson, the energy gardener. I talked about Kate Tolson. I interviewed her rather. And then she was a big part of the retreat that I recently held in Miami with Tilly Harris. And Kate uh, worked with us both days. And Kate is the person that I've mentioned to you with regard to RTT therapy. And I have a link for you on my website that I'll put in the show notes for this if you want to get in touch with Kate. But let me tell you why you're going to want to get in touch with Kate even more. And that is Kate said, I'm working on this new healing methodology. Could I spend some time with you and your shoulder? And I was like, girl, you can like, you can take my shoulder out to lunch, like do anything you want. I am absolutely here for it. Talk to it, get it to talk to you. I don't care what we do. But if you think you can help me, I'm telling you anything. I'm up for it all. And Kate spent some time doing inner work with me. And and I told Kate this, but I was getting kind of frustrated with myself during our session because I felt like I wasn't being compliant. I felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I couldn't get in a deep state. And I felt like I was doing it wrong. Okay, there's no such thing. But I felt like I was doing it wrong. And so I was a little bit distracted by that. Kate, is the most patient, most soothing person on earth. And she can work with literally anybody, including me. And so we finished the session. I have to race off to work. I thank her so much for her time and her day and her energy. And it's not until six o'clock that night that I realized that I have not hurt one time. Not one time. (laughs) Not once. Um, It's been chronic, to say the least. It's been chronic. So to not hurt, not once, not once, all day. That was something. So that night it hurt overnight. And then the next day went from about a 10 to a three, went from a nine, 10, you know, to about a two, three. And it was very intermittent and it just has never dialed back up the way that it had pre session with Kate. So that is a big fat shout out to Kate Tolson, the energy gardener. I, again, I will tag everyone I talk about in the show notes. You're going to want to scroll up. I'm not doing a blog post for this episode. So you will want to scroll up in the literal show notes for this episode in whatever podcast app you're listening to. Okay. All right. Before we jump in to Dr. Jason Pikin, I need to tell you two things. One is it is still bribery month. 
That means that if you refresh your review for the On Air with Ella podcast in Apple Podcasts or leave one on Spotify, right? If you write one, if you refresh your old one from five years ago, I will read it on the air no matter what it says, as long as it's kind. I don't, it doesn't have to be kind to me. It has to be like a not mean thing to say to somebody. Okay. (laughs) So you can promote your business. You can give somebody a happy birthday shout out. You can just get me to say something really silly. I am going to read your reviews, your five star reviews. Thanks. Um, on the air, which should be hilarious because you are. So anyway, you have two more weeks to make that happen. It's so easy now. It used to be really hard. And now it's so easy. Hand your phone to a millennial and let them do it. And you tell them what to say. Okay. The second thing that I wanted to tell you is that both Dr. Jason Pikin and I had we had this conversation, I mean, several years ago. And so that means some of the references that we make some of the links that we make, they aren't the links anymore. (laughs) So if you need me, I'm at onairella.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at On Air with Ella. And if you need Dr. Jason Pikin, his website is quite simply Dr. Jason Pikin, but it will be in the show notes. Okay. I hope that's useful. I hope you get something out of this episode. And I hope that if you are suffering in any way, you will give Kate Tolson a call. She will do with the link that I give you a free exploratory call for Ella listeners. You heard it here. All right. This is chock full. Let's get going. We're going back in time. I spent the next bunch of years learning applied kinesiology. And what I found was that it's a phenomenal tool if you're trying to ask the body questions and get answers. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today I am joined by my friend, Dr. Jason Pikin. Hey, Dr. Pikin, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Ella. It's great to hear from you. So Dr. Pikin, we had somebody come on the show recently, Christy Acuna, and she is a nutritionist uh, from California. And she was talking to us about how she uses muscle testing in her clinic to help diagnose people's food intolerances or where their trouble may be stemming from. And and I got to tell you, Dr. Pikin, I had no idea what she was talking about. And then I was chatting with you because we're buds. And you're like, I use that every day of my life. And And I'm sitting here feeling like the village idiot because I don't know what manual muscle testing is. And so short version, here you are. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I love talking about muscle testing and how it is a tool used in applied kinesiology, what I do. Um, Maybe I should just like even just explain like background of like the things that I do in my office because that's only a piece of it. Yeah. So tell us who you are and what you do. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a nutritionist. I, I'm a certified applied kinesiologist, uh, and now most recently also an author of um, uh, my book. And basically, what I look to do is just make people healthy using any tool possible. And one of my favorite tools to use is applied kinesiology. So that's where you get the muscle testing from. Okay, and so I don't even know what applied kinesiology is. So here's the breakdown. Kinesiology itself is the study of muscles and movements of the body. 
we study how the body moves and, and the posture and how muscles function. What applied kinesiology is, is correcting any abnormality of a movement. And that could be a movement of a muscle, of a joint, of a food going through your body, of the neurotransmitters, of the lymphatic system. Uh, it's any type of movement in the body. So when I've heard of applied kinesiology, and again, I have obviously heard this term before without really knowing what it meant. But if you asked me, I would have said it has to do with muscles and joints, but you're saying it includes the internal as well. It includes everything. It's really the main tool of applied kinesiology that differentiates it from every other, whether it's holistic or alternative, whatever you want to call it, mode of healthcare is manual muscle testing. And I love to, you know, teach people my version, my explanation of muscle testing, because it's, it's really best kinesthetically understood, meaning that you and a practitioner um, go through muscle testing so you can feel what it feels like because it, it almost seems magical sometimes or if you watch it on a video if you google it, it it'll seem like a trick and to be on, honest that's what i thought it was he, here's my first exposure to manual muscle testing if you can get this picture i'm in chiropractic college and we're all at a, at a bar as you do <laughs> yes okay because it's friday night and we need to get you know have, have some fun Debrief. Um, You're debriefing. yes we're debriefing Okay, so what happens is I'm watching the kids from the Applied Kinesiology Club, and they're having somebody put their arm out in front of them, like reaching out forward uh, with, say, their left arm. Sure. And they take a sip of beer with their right arm. And then uh, when, when they push down on their arm, if they have the beer in their mouth, the arm goes down and goes weak when they test it when they find out how strong it is. And before that test, it was perfectly strong. So I was like, oh, that's just a dumb trick. You put something in your mouth and your arm goes weak. And, and I've seen different versions of this in different places. I, I saw somebody uh, at a mall once, actually. I passed by them. I didn't say anything. It was just incognito. And I saw them pushing somebody's arm down. Uh, and their arm went down pretty easily, like they were weak. And then they stood up on these pair of orthotics that they were selling. The person was stronger. Okay, but still, it it seemed like there was, and it seemed like there was a lot of bias in the test, so I didn't believe it. It and sounds like a carnival trick. It yes, it looks like that, and it. I'll tell you, there are tricks. Now that I know applied kinesiology and I know muscle testing, there are tricks. I can make somebody seem strong or seem weak, but that's the art of applied kinesiology, is not doing that. Uh, and then you can get an amazing. I call it a bio feedback from the body, because that's really what muscle testing is, if people want to understand it. It's a bio biological feedback. So I'm asking the body a question, and I'm getting feedback. If there is a bias where the patient or, or you know client themselves doesn't believe in what you're doing, and they fight really hard against the test, of course, you're going to be able to beat me, unless I'm pushing really hard. But And also on the doctor's side, if the doctor really wants to find something, if they want to find something wrong with you, they can manipulate the test and find a problem with you, any problem they want if they know the tricks. Oh, this is so interesting. So how did you go from seeing this as sort of a circus trick to understanding it as, you know, a really legitimate practice or diagnostic? Simple. It fixed a two and a half year problem I had. Tell me everything. Eight months before I graduated chiropractic college, I'm in the backseat of a car, 65 miles an hour, reasonable speed, but it was raining. And uh, we started hydroplaning. Uh, a few seconds later, I was, I found myself on all fours 
uh, on the ground. I didn't know how I got there. I looked to the left and I saw my watch. I looked to the right and I saw grassy medium, uh, the median in the highway. And I looked ahead of me and I saw a car coming at me. So I'm like, oh boy, uh, I would probably use another expletive there. Uh, and uh, I just jumped out of the way, uh, jumped over that metal guardrail onto the grassy median and said, okay, what the hell just happened? I was just in a car. Uh, and now I'm here. And I looked at the car because I could see it. It was about like maybe like 50 yards away from me or 100 yards, something like that. I saw my friend Brett come out of the passenger seat, drop his arms down, drop his mouth wide open and stare at me. And I'm like, I've never seen somebody's jaw literally drop before. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, why is he looking at me like that? Uh, and, and then I looked down and, and saw myself covered in blood. And then the pain hit. Wait, you got thrown from the car? Yes. I had oh. to piece together everything oh. later because I had a temporary you know, amnesia. Uh, but basically, the back door opened when we hit this metal median. Oh. And I got thrown out. And the centripetal force threw me out of the car because we were spinning. And uh, I broke my brat back in two places. I destroyed my left shoulder. I had been tumbling down um, the highway. So I had like just been sliced and cut everywhere. And long story short, um, I got better. It, it was a miracle, uh, but I got better. I got better, but I still had some leftovers. And, you know, being eight months away from graduation from chiropractic college, I knew a lot of chiropractors that were dying to work on me and help me out. So I got adjusted, you know, over two and a half years, hundreds of times. I was in physical therapy. I was rebuilding my body. I was working as hard as I possibly could to get better. I wouldn't let this beat me down. Um, yet I had this nagging pain at the fracture site. Uh, and it was just, you know, annoying. And I was a practicing chiropractor at that time. And I didn't think I should be in pain. So I started looking for answers. And I went to an applied kinesiology seminar. And there was one part of the seminar where the doctor that was teaching said, hey, does anybody have this problem? When you do this, does it hurt blank like this? And I said, yep. My hand went up right away. He pulled me up on stage. He did a certain movement on me that nobody else did. And I got up and I could rotate my spine for the first time in two and a half years. And so I said, I got to learn this now. Um, and so I spent the next, well, I'm still learning it because it's a never ending you know, learning process. I've, I spent the next bunch of years learning applied kinesiology. And what I found was that it's a phenomenal tool if you're trying to ask the body questions and get answers. Questions that a person or a patient can't describe to you by using words. You know, we, we have trillions and trillions of cells in our body that are always in communication. Our body only lets us know about certain little aspects of what's going on. And our pain is only one tiny little aspect about the whole picture of what's going on in our body. And if you pick apart the way every single muscle in your body functions and, and learn how to isolate each muscle the best possible way and test it and ask it, hey, muscle, how are you doing? Hey, deltoid or bicep or tricep or quadricep muscle, how are you doing? And you can isolate it and test it. You can find out how it's functioning. And then if that muscle has a malfunction to it, if it's quote unquote weak, which is really not a good word because it makes people think of exercise, weakness. Uh, what it really means is an easy way of saying hypo-facilitated, meaning it's not normally firing, normally facilitated. It's under-firing. The nervous system is not connecting to it. 
that would be a sign of a weak muscle. So, so, okay. So I just want to jump in here for a moment and just ask a couple of questions. Muscle testing, I still don't understand how it works. So you're going to tell us that, but what you're saying is you're essentially manually feeling for weaknesses in the body. Like walk me through it as though I'm coming into the office and you're telling me what to expect. Right. Let's go through a quadricep test. Okay. Okay. And I'll explain it to you. Okay. So do you know what your quads are? The big muscle in your thigh? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Maybe you, but maybe not everybody, but uh, it's the front of your thigh. So if you can picture you're lying on your back, your legs are bent up and, and the doctor or practitioner is taking your leg and pushing down on it like you're doing a leg extension exercise. Okay. Your leg going up and down and you're feeling your quadricep muscle contract. So if I do that test, if I hold somebody's leg up and push down onto it to get that quadricep muscle to contract, but I easily push it down and there's very little resistance there, I know that that muscle is not firing properly. Now, you can be a 98-year-old lady or you could be a 21-year-old monster athlete and still have that malfunction because I'm not trying to win when I do the test. I'm trying to put a little bit of pressure over it and see if there's any difference compared to all the other muscles that we test. So everyone who's listening to this with me who hasn't seen this or done this before is saying, okay, I get that. If you test this and it doesn't work, then it's weak or it's not functioning properly. But Dr. Pikin, how does that have anything to do with, say, a food intolerance? Okay, so every single muscle in the body has a connection back to the, through the nervous system to the spine. So it can correlate if that muscle is weak to a subluxation, which is what chiropractors treat, misalignments of the spine that irritate the nervous system. Every single muscle has a connection to an acupuncture line, and most acupuncture lines are named after organs, like the stomach acupuncture line, the large intestine, um, uh, the lung. And so that muscle could be weak because there's an acupuncture or organ imbalance. Every single muscle has a connection to one or more nutrients, that make that muscle function well. Uh, every acupu- uh, sorry, every muscle has a connection to a neurovascular, a neurolymphatic reflex. There are all these different reflexes in the body. So if we find a malfunction in a muscle, what we can do is we can have you or me touch some reflexes that correlate to answers for the body. So let's go back to that bicep. I test that bicep. It's weak. I have you touch these reflexes and depending on which areas that you touch, if one of them makes that bicep stronger while you're touching it, that's a biofeedback, meaning your body is giving me a signal that one correlates to the other. So let's say I touch your neck or you touch your neck while I'm testing your bicep. Before you touched your neck, the bicep was weak. After you touched your neck, the bicep was strong. What that does is it gives me a hint into saying, hey, there's probably some problem in the neck area that correlates with that bicep. Is it very specific and tells me exactly what's going on? No, that's the fault of muscle testing. Muscle testing is not exact. It doesn't tell you exactly what's going on, but it does give me an an indication that there's something going on in the neck that correlates with that weakness. And what I have to do as a practitioner, as a doctor, is determine, well, what is that? Is there a, a, a tweak in the neck muscles? Is there a misalignment of the neck bones? Um, and, you know, we have to make the correlations from there. But it's a tool. Let me see if I understand this. So basically, the body is 
a map and because you're trained to be literate in that map and to understand the body as a map, what you're doing is you're able to isolate issues. And then now you've got a much smaller map. You're zoomed in. And so from there, you can start doing the things that you know how to do because you've narrowed down your field of inquiry. Is that, is that a fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. It's, it's, it's another tool. I also, I want to know what movements hurt when that person, when that person, you know, when does that person feel the movements that hurt? Uh, I want to know what, when did it start? How long ago was it? What else have they tried to do to get better? And you have to put the whole bunch of these tools together. Do they have x-rays? Do we have MRIs? Uh, what are the, what is their overall lifestyle like? Do they have an inflammatory diet? Uh, do they, you know, work out? Uh, do they train their body? You have to take all these into effect. And when you use muscle testing as a single tool, it tends to be inaccurate. If that's the only thing you're using is saying, well, this arm goes weak when, and it, you know, uh, it gets better when you touch there. So I'm just going to rub that. It's, it's too simplistic. Um, and when it comes to the food allergy things, here's some of the, the, the mystical magicalness of muscle testing uh, and you know wh- where you can use it as a tool and you can also make it work for you if you want to. There are a lot of ways to muscle test. I tend to do classic applied kinesiology, which means I'll test each and every individual muscle in the body because each muscle gives me a better indicator of what's going on rather than what some people do as muscle testing is use one muscle over and over and over again, kind of pushing on it over and over and over again while touching different buttons or reflexes in the body to see what makes that muscle go weak. It's another biofeedback. I'm touching over your belly and pushing down on your arm. And if the arm goes weak, well, that means there's something wrong with your belly. But it doesn't tell you again an exact What's wrong with the belly? It could be that you strained your abs, that you have some gas, uh, that you ate something wrong that day, um, uh, that, you know, it, it's too vague. The way of using applied kinesiology properly is just as a form of biofeedback saying, okay, this connects to that in some way. Now turn into a doctor and figure out what does that mean? Okay. Can you use some real life examples here? Because I am fascinated and plagued by the digestive stuff. So I'm super, super interested in this. And I'd love to hear a couple of examples of how you have used this in real life. Sure. Real easy. Uh, uh, Let's go back to that quadricep muscle. The big muscle of your thigh has a relationship with the small intestine. So I can't tell you how many times somebody is dealing with leaky gut or um, uh, food sensitivities, um, you know, they're not sure what foods affect them, what don't, and they have a weakness in that quadricep muscle. And so what I do is I can test the function of that quadricep muscle against different reflexes or different supplements that I think might help them. And if the quadricep muscle gets strong when they uh, have that supplement in their mouth or from an energy perspective, when they're holding that supplement over their body, it could be an indicator that that person would do well with the supplement. Wait, time out. (laughs) I know. Here's the magic stuff. This sounds like voodoo. You're saying they can literally hold the supplement and you can get some sort of energetic read from that. I'm going to say yes to that. And because I believe it and because I've seen it and because I've been surprised by the results. Um, And if, again... The practitioner, his or herself, 
is not a biased tester. Mm-hmm. It's really just looking for feedback. You can get more clear with the patient by doing this. Now, as a nutritionist, let's say I'm not doing applied kinesiology and Ella tells me she has leaky gut, okay? Because, well, we determine that because she bloats when she eats and um, there, there's gas and, and all these things and she's been dealing with it for years. Stop and we really it. Think Stop it. using me as an example. <laughs> <laughs> I said no, the word gas never came out of my mouth. <laughs> no, All right, okay. go on. Okay, this okay. fictional person who you've decided to name Ella, continue. Yes, let's say I understand that this person has a leaky gut. There are literally 27,684 supplements that can help an 80, a leaky gut. Is that a real number? No, of course not. <laughs> I'm on your show. So yeah, and if you go to 15 different doctors sure. that all practice, whether whether it's allopathic medicine or alternative medicine or holistic or a shaman, you're going to get that many different supplements to try or combinations of supplements. You're going to get somebody that gives you 15 different things and say, no, this, and another person that's going to say, no, this is your magic pill. I don't really know which works for you. And so I have my wheelhouse of, you know, supplements that I use and, and, and dietary changes and habits that I want to try with people. And if it's um, habits, which I love at first, like, like I, I look to change people's habits to get into their neurology, to get into their um, you know, habits of life and just make them change simple things. But when I think they need a supplement and I have all these choices, what I use is this muscle testing procedure to give me a little bit more narrowing down because I don't love to, to kitchen sink mm-hmm. and everything at people. I think it's a gigantic waste of money. I think people get irritated by the supplements so much more often. And when I do this manual feedback, this biofeedback with the muscle testing, I find that people, I, I, it, it gets me more of a clear decision about what I'm going to use. And how does this work? It's just all in magic land unless you want to hear this. This is the, the example I use with people. Magnets. If you can picture holding two powerful magnets and the south poles are both facing each other and you try to squash those south poles together, you're not going to be able to Mm -hmm. because there's this quote unquote magical energy in between those magnets forcing them apart because those south poles will never want to be pushed together. Now, can you see what's in between those magnets? No. Can you explain it? It's really hard to. I'm sure there's some really fantastic physicists out there that can explain energy. But what it is, is energy. And as soon as you flip that magnet around and it's a north and a south pole, it's hard to separate those magnets. Mm -hmm. So a shift in energy can either be attractive or it can be repelling. If I hold a wood popsicle stick, I don't know why that one came up into my head, uh, up to that magnet, it'll have no effect. It won't repel. It won't be attracted. It's just neutral. So what's the difference between you and a magnet? I'll tell you, when you break it down to our molecular level, very little. All we are is protons, neutrons, electrons. Every single piece of matter, protons, neutrons, electrons, and we're either attracted or repelling or neutral. And when you break it down, there's, yes, there's quarks and strings, and let's get into a metaphysical conversation here, but we don't have time. So let's go back to the simple stuff. If every single piece of matter is energy, some energies work better together than others. And again, the testing of the muscle testing is simply a tool. 
if you rely on it completely, if I test every single supplement in my office, I have hundreds of supplements, different brands and different strengths and different varieties that I use. If I test your quadricep muscle to every single supplement in my office, I will be selling you thousands of dollars worth of supplements that you don't need because sometimes your muscle will get stronger because something in that bottle is good for you. So what I have to do as a doctor, as a nutritionist, as just another human being that cares about people is I have to narrow down and only ask the questions that are very, very specific. And that's how you make muscle testing clear. So it's not a circus trick. It can be. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. And, and the reason why I know it's not is I get surprised almost every single day in my office. You can't get rid of all bias. Mm-hmm. So testing somebody, I, I kind of think that a lot of times, hey, I know this is going to work for you. Let's just test it. And sometimes I'm wrong. And sometimes, you know, something else shows up. And, and does that make when the muscle test is positive and makes you stronger, does that make every single one of your problems go away? No. But it's better than me guessing. Okay, you used a word called subluxation. Subluxation. Can you tell me how to say it properly and what it means? Yeah, it's um, it, it's unfortunately a dying word because it's not even being taught in most chiropractic colleges. I'm okay with it because I can't pronounce it. So that's okay. Uh, subluxation is a misalignment of a bone, and that misalignment usually happens in the spine, but it can happen in any joint in the body, and it causes an irritation to the nervous system. Now, our bodies are really smart, so when we subluxate a bone and it causes an irritation to our nervous system, we compensate. And we'll, we'll shift our weight around, we'll shift our muscles around, we'll contract some muscles tighter and some muscles looser, so we don't have to feel that subluxation. But over your lifetime, or over a few decades of life, or whatever it is, or even at a young age, if you've accumulated enough stress in your life, those subluxations you know, can't be compensated for anymore. There are too many of them. And your body starts to let you know by giving you a symptom. That's what a symptom is. And... The goal typically in allopathic medicine, I'm not saying medical doctors because there are a lot of different types of medical doctors, but the allopathic model, which is typically the medical model says, hey, you have a symptom, let's try to get rid of this symptom. The, the practice of chiropractic and, and all of holistic medicine, really truly holistic medicine says, let's not treat the symptom, let's try to find out why it's there in the first place. And once we fix the cause of that symptom, your body will be freed and the innate ability for you to heal will be expressed and you'll be better. Chiropractors do that through an adjustment. Acupuncturists do that through some needles and, and releasing the chi and maybe some herbs. Nutritionists do that through diet and uh, maybe some supplements. What the applied kinesiology doctor ultimately should be is all of those things. It's, it's looking to use any tool they have in their disposal, anything they've learned, to get that interference to be removed so the body's innate ability to heal is expressed at 100%. And the symptoms tend to go away. If they haven't, because they've been around for too long, there's too much damage, maybe you also need a supplement, a, a medication, some therapy, whatever it is. I, I'm open to anything, but I first want to get to find out what the cause is. Mm-hmm. Then if you also need some symptomatic relief, that's okay. But if you just cover up the symptom, never really get to the heart of why the problem was there in the first place, which is always one or all of three things, 
an accumulation of physical stress, an accumulation of emotional stress, an accumulation of a chemical stress or chemical imbalance in the body over your lifetime. Dr. Pikin, you've given me a couple of videos that I can share what applied kinesiology is and what muscle testing looks like. When people click on the full show description or go to On Air with Ella and look up this episode, they'll be able to find those links. But I also want to share you with them. So I'm going to share a link to your book, Better, 11 Simple Habits to Improve Your Life. But I also want to know, of course, if we're in Manhattan or plan to be, then we can come see you, which I fully intend to do. And I want some muscle testing. And then we'll tell everybody. I can't wait. What went down? And by the way, I, I forgot I have a muscle testing video of me doing the muscle testing. Well, send I'll, it I'll over. send that to you. Yeah, yeah I'll send perfect. That to you. Okay, great. Dr. Pike, and we will link to you in the show notes and people will be able to talk to you no matter where they are in the world. But hey, thanks today for muscle testing 101. I learned something. I'm really happy. And listen, I am so happy you're doing what you're doing. Uh, you just picking apart people that know something that you want to know and putting that out to the world and your ability to make connections with thousands of people so thousands of people can see your work is such a great job. It's such a great service oh, to the stop world. Stop it. It is. <laughs> I, I, wish, I, I'll, I'll, I wish I had that many connections. <laughs> Dr. Pikin, in all seriousness, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you. Thanks, Ella. Bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.